So a lot of you guys are still growing. Is anyone having growing pains right now? Like you would actively say that, you know, you feel yourself like getting taller or bigger and you could feel like your joints like separating. Can, can anyone, anyone in the room? What? No one? James? Okay, James is the only person. So my cousin Pat swears that he is still growing, right? And he is convinced that he is going to be six feet tall. But the problem is he hasn't grown in months. Like it is not going to happen. And I don't know why he thinks this. And so I looked it up. And actually, most guys stop growing by the time that they are 16. I was the same height I am right now when I was in sixth grade. Like I, I, I grew to this height and then I just stopped like right after that. And so it's, what? Is that weird? Yeah, I stopped growing in sixth grade. Like, that was actually it. Yeah, you guys are stuck. I'm sorry. Like, it's not looking good for some of you guys. No, I'm, I'm serious. I was really this height when I was in sixth grade. This week, I had lunch with someone who um, graduated from the green room. His name is Connor, and he is 6'5". And I remember him telling me, like, when he was, like, in eighth grade about the growing pains that he had, and he really grew so fast. And now he is 6'5", and I was standing next to my man, and I felt like a really insignificant human being next to him, right? Have you guys ever, like, stood next to a really tall person, and you were like, man, I feel so weak right now, right? I was like, dad, like, it was just like a weird moment, right? I don't like looking up to people like that. And I guess it's maybe like a little bit of my own security, but I remember him telling me like how intense his growing pains were. And it was felt like to him like he was being stretched. And I think a lot of you guys right now feel like you're being stretched in your life. Maybe right now your schedule is stretching you. You are just so busy. It's always go, go, go. It's school, it's sports, come home, study, it's church. It's all these different activities that you have going on in your life. And you feel like it is constantly stretching you. Some of you guys feel stretched right now by your circumstances. You constantly feel like everything in your life is pulling you in so many different directions. And you're in a lot of pain because of it. Because you feel like you can never just be at peace. You can never be at rest. There's always these different things going on. When I was a kid, they had this toy that you would call uh, Mr. Stretch. And you could be able just to pull his arms and his legs and he would stretch like all the way across this stage. And that's kind of like a picture of how some of you guys feel right now. And you're wondering where God is in all of this. Because it feels like your circumstances are so overwhelming. It just feels like you can never, ever catch a break in your life. But here's what I want to ask you and tell you tonight is do you believe that God can do something in the middle of the stretching that we feel? Maybe all of it is not wasted. Maybe it is not in vain. See, those growing pains that we experience when we're younger produce something. They, they produce height in us, right? We were laughing with my community group on Wednesday night that for some reason at this church, like the girls are just so much taller than all of the guys. Like we have no idea why. Like it's just something that happens, right? And so we, the girls were really upset about it. But they're growing and I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> Somewhere, I hope. But they were feeling some growing pains and they were telling me about how they were growing. What if I told you guys that your stretching wasn't in vain? It's because God is doing something in the middle of it. And he's producing something in your 
life. And so it's so easy to get God's character messed up while we are being stretched. It's so easy to look at him and say that he is a cruel and mean God. And as you look at it at the surface, it definitely feels like, and it looks like to our earthly eyes, that he's abandoned us, that he's given up on us. So many of you guys are really suffering through some difficult things right now. And it feels like you could just fall apart at any second. But here's what I want to tell you is that God does not let you go through anything that he can't bring good out of it. He works all things together for the good of those that believe in him. And you are not just being stretched in vain. And I know that it's really hard. And I know it seems like it would just be easier just to run from God. To try everything else besides following his word. But I want to tell you that if you will stay the course, if you will look to Jesus, he will do something so powerful in your life if you refuse to give up. And so there are these different stretchings that God will work in us. And the first one is through our circumstances. He will use the things that we are going through right now in our life that are completely out of your control. And that can be one of the most upsetting things when there is something that you are trying to control in your life that you feel like you absolutely can't. Maybe it's a decision that your parents are making for you. Maybe it's something that's happening at school. Maybe it's something that you're going through with some of your friends and it just seems like it is so far out of your control and you wish that it could be different. Maybe God is using those circumstances. And sometimes... God is asking us to stretch in our relationship with him. He's asking us to get out of our comfort zones because we so rarely grow where we are comfortable. And some of us want more out of life. We want more in our relationship with God, but we've gotten so comfortable and complacent. And as long as we are comfortable and complacent, we don't grow. And so sometimes we need to get a little bit uncomfortable, and God knows that, and he wants us to bring us deeper. He wants us to bring us to new levels, and he knows that things need to get uncomfortable for a little bit. And so we're going to look at some scripture tonight that I hope will really help us. But it's so important that you guys learn this lesson tonight because you will mistake God's character in your life if you don't get this. Because everyone is going to face really difficult times. No one in this room is immune from this. And you need to learn that God is always working behind the scenes. That he is always doing something in you. And you know what? It's going to produce something in you. A trust that you learn as you go through all these different things in life. That he will be right by your side every step of the way. And I know it's hard because a lot of you guys are young and you haven't experienced a lot of life yet. But if you can learn this now before you become an adult, you will be so far ahead of everyone else because you will be met with hard times. But if you can see even through the most difficult pain that God is at work, you can turn every circumstance into something good. And it's so important that we learn to control our look on our different circumstances, to control our feelings and our emotions while we go through these circumstances and know that God is always with us. So we're going to start in Romans chapter 5, and this is what it says. And we boast in the hope of glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. 
And now I look at this and I go, Paul, have you lost it? Are you absolutely insane? Why would we ever boast about our sufferings and be excited about the things that are causing us so much pain in our life? Have you guys ever met someone who boasts about like really ridiculous things or like celebrates like something that you look at and you're like, that's absolutely crazy? I think it's the weirdest thing when people celebrate watching pimple popping videos. Like to me, that is just like the grossest thing ever. But I know, does anyone here like them? Can you just put your hand in the air? Okay, we got a couple of y'all. I think that is just the grossest thing ever. That makes me want to throw up. And I have a couple of people that I know that like live for these videos. Like the farther that it shoots, like the happier they are, right? It's disgusting, right? Totally gross. <laughs> and so that's like how I almost feel with this verse right here. Like, Paul, have you just been beaten too many times? Like, do you not like get what you are saying? But maybe he understands something that you and I don't. Maybe he gets something. And he's going to kind of work us through all of this. This is what he says next. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Stretching produces something in us. The first thing that it works in us is perseverance. And perseverance is so important to have in this life. Because you are going to meet obstacles along your journey. And when you are met by an obstacle, it doesn't always mean that you're not on the right path. But we look at these obstacles and we say, you know what? I must be doing the wrong thing. God must be upset with me. I must be far from him. Because if I was really in his will, I wouldn't be experiencing all these roadblocks. And that is so far from the truth, guys. Everyone in life, even if you are on the right path, will be met by obstacles, and you are going to need perseverance to keep going, to keep moving forward. You're going to get some discouraging news sometimes, and that's why you need that perseverance, that ability to keep pushing and going when everything around you is really difficult, and right here, we are learning the key to it, and the key to it is suffering, is when we suffer, there's a tolerance built up in us that is able to persevere. When we go through one trial in our life that's really hard, we learn something. We learn about God's character and who he really is and the ability and his power to get us through our next obstacle. And so the longer you live, you see the faithfulness of God more and more. And so you can keep pushing through all the difficult things. And oftentimes, God will start us in small places with small obstacles, and he'll teach us to get through that. And then we'll be hit with a bigger one. And you know what? You look back on that time and you have strength. You remember the faithfulness and the goodness of God. And you are able to keep getting through all of these things in your life. So those of you guys that are feeling really overwhelmed tonight, you are feeling really beat up. Let me ask you this. Has God given up on you? Did he carry you through that last difficult situation, he is not going to give up on you now. Remember the things that he has gotten you through in your past. It is the key to what you are currently going through because it will give your heart hope that he can keep doing what he has done in the past and he will accomplish it in your life. So that is the first thing that suffering produces in us. I remember the first time I started working out. 
I was tired of being called super skinny. I was 125 pounds when I graduated high school. That is ridiculously skinny, right? And people used to tease me all the time. And I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start eating right, right? Now, I, my legs look exactly the same as they did back then, but my upper body has changed a little bit, right? And in the beginning, it really was horrible. I hated it. I was so sore all the time, and it was terrible, and I wanted to give up. But I had some friends come around me and encourage me to keep going, and I persevered. And now it's something that I really enjoy, something that I look forward to. And that's what perseverance is. It's the ability to push through what is difficult now to get to what you want the most, And there are some things that you guys really want, some things that you've been dreaming about. Perseverance is the key to help you get to those things because everything that we love is going to have parts of it that are difficult. And we need to get through the difficult part sometimes to get to what we truly love about it. So we need to be able to persevere. We all want to be great. We just don't want the process. We look at all these people, all these athletes, right, or anyone that is successful in life. I guarantee some part of the way, guys, it was difficult for them. And they had to keep pushing and keep moving forward. Oftentimes, greatness just isn't achieved overnight. It's something that you work to. It's something that you train in, something that you build up in yourself. And that's why perseverance is so very important. Verse 4, perseverance And it also leads to character and character to hope. And so he says, all right, perseverance now leads to character. And character is so important. It's who you are when no one else is looking, when no one else is watching, who you really are on the inside. And so many of us, we've never really revealed who we are on the inside. And our character needs to be worked on. And God knows that. And so you know what he's going to do? He's going to allow maybe some difficulty in our life to break down those messed up and those broken parts of our character so that he can make it into something better. And so it starts with suffering into that perseverance, and now he's working on our character, who we really are. Some of us are really scared of who we are on the inside. We're scared that no one could ever love us for who we really are. We're scared of some of the choices and the decisions that we've made, and we feel like we have to go into hiding. Guys, God knows who you are on the inside, and he still loves you, he still called you, and he still chose you, and he's not going to leave you that way. He's going to work on those lonely and dark and hurting places of your heart, and sometimes he'll let suffering come in so he can change those parts of your character. And then character produces hope. And hope is so incredibly important, guys, that you can be able to believe even when everything around you is a complete mess, that you can trust in God. You can look at a horrible situation or see something really difficult that someone else is going through and help them have hope that it will get better. That is such an important part of our Christian life is having hope that better days are always coming for us because God is at work, not because of us or not because life just gets better sometimes. It's believing that God is at work behind the scenes, and that's why hope is like an anchor for our souls. When everything else around us 
is falling apart, when everything else just seems so broken, hope will keep you in place when the storms of life are beating against you because they don't last forever. These difficulties and these sufferings have a time length on them and they will come to an end at some point. That's why hope is so incredibly important. It will keep you in place. Guys, patient sufferers have most of the divine consultations, which abound as afflictions abound. So what does that mean? People who are patient in the middle of their suffering often have these divine moments with God in the middle of their suffering, because that's where God often meets us sometimes. That's where his voice can be heard so clearly is when we are suffering and we are dependent on him. And so if you are suffering, know that God wants to meet you in the middle of what you are going through. When we are feeling our heaviest demands, God reveals his deepest supplies. And I want you guys to know some of you have been hurting for a really long time that God's grace is sufficient. It can help you and carry you through whatever you are currently going through right now because his grace is that amazing. There is no growth in our comfort. And so sometimes we need to get out of that. And God is calling us constantly out of our comfort zones. And we like to feel good. We like to feel relaxed. We like to feel like everything is in place in our lives. But God always wants so much more of us. So he will call us out of those comfort zones and push us deeper into himself. I want, to look to you, I want to look at a story now where you guys can see this at work. Because now we just saw kind of Paul breaking it down to us, but now we can see this at work. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 9, this is what it says. Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue. And a man with a shriveled hand was there. Looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus, they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So they were trying to trap Jesus. They either wanted him to say that they, he didn't know the law or that he was breaking it because it was completely illegal to heal people on the Sabbath according to them. And so they felt like they had him in this trap and they hated Jesus for what he was doing. And this is what he says in reply. He said to them, if any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Because you need to know that God cares about you so much. He sees what you are going through right now. But so many of you have put up a wall. You would rather push God away. You would rather not feel anything and pretend like everything's okay in life. So many of us run from our pain because we are so scared that we will break down if we let ourselves feel any of it. Sometimes it's good to feel pain. Sometimes it's better just to open up in that moment and say, God, this really hurts, but I know that you see me and I know that you care about me. And it is so easier to pretend like it's not real, to run from it and try and focus on everything else. Some of you guys are disobedient and you're lashing out because you're so scared of everything that you're going through. And people all around you will say that you're a lost cause. People all around you will say that you are a complete mess, that you are so far gone. 
But the truth is, you are just hurting so deep inside that you will do anything, you will react in any way just to not feel that pain that's so inside of you. Guys, God cares. And he will meet you where you are right now. Stop running from him. Let him do what he wants to do in your heart. And it's okay. I know how scared some of you are right now. Feel that and watch what God will produce in your life. He's not going to let you be overwhelmed and completely destroyed by it. Go to him with it because we see right here that he completely cares. And so he wanted to stretch the way that they thought. Because to them, they were just so stuck in their way of thinking. And he saw all these people who were supposed to be God's representative to the world. And he wanted to take them deeper. And because he was stretching the way that they had thought for so long, it filled them with anger. It made them upset. They wanted to kill him. And that's eventually what they would do, all because he was stretching them. But it was really for their good, but they couldn't see it. Does my fear for so many of you, is that you will miss out on the good that God is trying to produce in your life because it just seems so upside down or it just feels like it's so not what you are accustomed to. But that's how God works sometimes. He will stretch us. He will take us out of the comfort zone. And that's what he was doing to these people right here. And this is what it says in verse 13. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out, and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. So here he is with this man who has a shriveled hand, and all these Pharisees are all around, and they're upset about what is going on. But Jesus sees this man who is in need. And I just find it so interesting because he is stretching everyone in this story. In fact, he literally asked this man to stretch out his hand. Now, I don't know this for sure, but it probably really hurt him to push out his hand as it was shriveled up, probably close to his body, probably didn't have a lot of range of motion in it. But he moves by faith, even though it hurt. Sometimes things will hurt. They will feel difficult, but because he was willing to do that, to take that first step of faith, he was healed. Now, Jesus could have instantly healed that man's hand, but he also wanted to stretch his faith that day, to work something in him that would last for his entire life. See, if he, if he just healed the man instantly, I think his faith would have been greatly moved but because of the way that Jesus did it, it probably was unshakable from that moment on. Because Jesus asked him to do something that was out of his comfort zone, something that seemed like it didn't make any sense, but he listened and obeyed, God produced something not only in his physical healing, but also in his spiritual healing. There was a faith that rose up in that man like never before. And sometimes for us to get our healing the thing that we've been believing for for so long, the thing we've been fighting for, God needs you to take that step of faith so that two things can be worked in your life, not just the healing, so that your faith can be made greater. God cares about you and the things that you're going through, and he just wants to be at work in the middle of everything that you are feeling. 
We need to view resistance as an opportunity instead of an obstacle. This is a moment for God to shine in your life. All these roadblocks that you are constantly facing, this is a chance for God to show off, to show you how truly powerful he is. Keep taking those steps of faith when you are met with something that feels like you can never overcome or something that you can never get through. Let God get the glory in the middle of that situation because he can get you through that. Stop seeing it as an obstacle and see it as an opportunity for God to show off his power. He is sovereign and there is nothing that you are going through that is not for a purpose. And one day, when you guys are older, you will look back at your life. And here's what I guarantee you will say. If you continue to follow Jesus and you continue to look to him all the days of your life, you will look back at all these different times. And you will remember how overwhelmed you felt, how dark it seemed. But then you will remember how God carried you through so many different moments. As I look at my life right now, and I look at some of my own decisions, some things that I have done, I can so see clearly now on the other side of it how faithful and how good God was. But when I was in the middle of it, it felt like this was the end. It felt like I was never going to get through it. It felt like God had abandoned me and he had left me and my life was over. But you know what? As I look back now, I can see what he was doing behind the scenes. And the same will be true for you as you continue to go towards him. Keep believing. See these obstacles as opportunities for God to show up in your life. Here's the bottom line that I want you guys to remember. God stretches us to grow us. He's working on you right now because he's molding you into the person that he wants you to be and the person that you deep down truly want to be. I know a lot of us aren't proud of a lot of the decisions we've made lately or who we are becoming right now. And God is going to work on that. He sees that and he loves you guys so deeply. Let him work because he will make the mess into a masterpiece if you can truly surrender to him on a consistent basis. And I know the pain is really bad. I never want to try and minimize anyone's pain or anything you are feeling or going through. I'm just telling you that God can use it, that he can produce something great in you. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you that you are at work, Lord. I just pray for anyone that just feels like they're that lost cause, that the things that they have suffered in their life are just too great, that they're too overwhelming. There's no way any good could come from this. God, that you would begin to work in their story, that you would give them a new perspective, that you would produce perseverance in their heart. I pray that you would produce hope in them, God, like never before. I pray that you would work on their character, that they'd be consistent in who they are, that they wouldn't have these moments where they're choosing to be close to you and the next day running far from you, but there would be a true consistency in their character. I pray that hope would be like an anchor for their soul that would keep them in place when the storms of life, when the difficulties of life come after them, that they would be steady in who they are, 
And they would never give up because they would know that their God is with them fighting their battles and their hope is not in vain. No matter how many people tell them it's over, no matter how many people tell them their story is done, that they would have hope in their soul. I pray, God, that we would have perseverance to work through the difficult parts. God, in spiritual things and in physical things, that we would persevere, that we would keep working, that we wouldn't give up, that we would have discipline in our life to not settle for what is easy, but we would push towards what we want the most and what you have called us to. I pray, God, that you would redeem all of our mistakes right now that you would give hope, that you would give healing, Lord. I pray for people that are stuck in circumstances that are out of their control right now, that have led them to feel so depressed, to feel so anxious all the time, to feel lost. I pray, Jesus, you would remind them that you're at work in all of these things. I pray that you would heal their depression. I pray that you would heal their anxiety and you would replace it with hope and perseverance and character. We love you, Lord. Pray all these things in your name. Amen.